Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to another episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Sklansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Sklansky. And this week, we're having some sushi. I like sushi. Sushi's yeah, delicious. Never, I think, okay, maybe I've had one bite of sushi, but I don't really normally eat it. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Like the raw raw fish tuna? Like the raw sushi or more of the cooked sushi? I mean, I've eaten both. They're both yeah. really good. With some wasabi? No, not with wasabi. Wasabi is too <laughs> spicy for my palate. <laughs> and I like spicy, don't get me wrong, but wasabi is a little uh, little spicy for my palate, which is yeah, weird. Then your head explodes. Yeah. That, that's not how I don't wasabi know. works. It, it's not how it works. No. I mean, I've gotten jalapeno in my nose before, and then oh. that didn't end well. No. I can't imagine it did. Did not end well. I had to dip my nose in milk, and Shay laughed at me. <laughs> but it helped. Oh... That's all I, that's all I can well, you respond know, well, to that. Well, well, you, you know, the whole, like, if you eat spicy, like salsa or whatever, drinking milk helps. Yeah. Well, if you like accidentally rub your hands that have been cutting jalapenos on your nose by accident, and then your nose gets on fire, just dip your nose in milk. It helps. All right. Moving on. Uh, this is uh season two, episode 11. Uh, one fish, two fish, blowfish, blue fish. And as if, you could all tell it is referencing the Dr. Seuss book, One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. I was wondering why they need to go Redfish, Blowfish. It kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit easier than Blowfish, Bluefish. Redfish, Blowfish. I... Kind of like Bluefish. It rhymes with Bluefish. I don't know. I don't know. I think that would have been the better way to go. But that's just me. Um, so the air date is... January 24th, 1991, and they took a week off. I don't know if it was Super Bowl or... No, Super Bowl's uh, always the first Sunday in February. Yeah, well, this was the 90s. I don't know if that was always the case. They've been changing things over the years. But I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the Super Bowl the, uh, for the last, like, 30 years has always been the first Sunday in February. Yeah, it's either that or maybe a playoff game on a Thursday. But they maybe. took a week off. Maybe. So. Some sort of sporting thing in the middle. Hockey. Who knows? Or, or it was just winter and they do that. Take one week off? Yeah. Lazy bastards. Mm. Not like it's already been recorded or and dubbed and ready to go. So it's up to it's the, like the network's podcast. discretion to go when they want week. to uh, air it. <laughs> Fair enough. So the count, uh, chalkboard gag this week I thought was really funny. Uh, are you um, skipping something there? The recap? Oh, the recap. Yeah, we'll recap the episode. Homer takes uh, Homer two... Takes... Okay. <laughs> Homer, Homer takes, takes to sushi. sushi. <laughs> read it. Read it. You read it. Sure. Homer <laughs> takes the sushi, but Chef may have given Homer some bad blowfish. I've never had blowfish. Very bad blowfish. Never had blowfish. I never have. We'll talk about it. We'll get into the intricacies of uh, the blowfish. Yes. So the chalkboard gag this week. I will not cut corners. And then I love how they do the, what is that? Ellipses? Is that what they're called? The, yeah. the quote, the quote marks. I think they're called, I think they're called ellipses. I don't remember, but yeah, I love it because he's like, marks. I will not cut corners. And then he does the thing when you like write out a lot of stuff and you, you know, it's repeating. You just do the, but the, I think, the the, but I think the funniest thing about it was, is he wrote three lines of, I will not cut corners. And then the little quote marks. I believe that is, I, I don't know, I'm not an English major, and maybe somebody who's listening knows more about the English language than we do. I believe you, I, I think the format is you do it three times, and then you do the, the quote things. I oh. think that's actually standard. Okay, because I just thought maybe Bart was 
getting bored while he was cutting corners and decided to cut the corners. I'm not but, sure. I mean, it's sure smart. It's, he cuts corners. He does. I'm sure he did another book report on Treasure Island or some such <laughs> book and, you know, didn't read it and cut some corners and yeah. came out on chalkboard. Couch gag this week. Everyone sits on the couch and it falls backwards and Maggie sticks her head up. That is a terrible they, couch. Well, no, no, no. They just need to move the couch farther away from the wall or closer to the wall. Closer to the wall. Because but it, but after did they it got seem next... like it was next to the wall anyways? I mean, it's not really good three-dimensional animation yet, no. so it could have appeared to be farther away from the couch than it a- or the wall than it actually was. Yeah. That, that's possible, but when they got their new couch because of all their destructions on all their couches, their new one should have gone farther back, closer to the wall. Yes. That way it didn't tip over when they sat on it. Yes. And it is a lot of weight. All those Simpsons <laughs> weigh a lot, and... It is okay. very tippable. Homer weighs, what, 235 pounds? Give that, cou- that couch is really top-heavy, then. Because if they're all... I mean, you all have to lean back for the couch to tip over. Well, yeah, they all run and sit on the couch. I mean, they're putting a lot of pressure on the back of the couch. Eh, maybe. And then, but then Maggie was like, hi. Well, it's Maggie. It is. So, the episode starts with Marge cooking in the kitchen again. Yep. This This time... It's meatloaf night. And I like how Lisa walks in. Oh, meatloaf night. And then she gives a little speech on how, like, every day of the week, it's all the same food. So I like the fact that Homer, you know, he's like, oh, is there anything faster than a microwave? And, (laughs) I mean, you could use, like, nuclear uh, energy. But the funny thing is, you know, growing up when we had meatloaf and when I cook my own meatloaf, I use the oven. Yeah, I think most people tend to, but in the, I'm, I'm sure this came out probably pre-90s, but the microwaves that our parents had also had the thermometer oh. that, so you plug it into the side of the inside of the microwave, you put yeah. it in the meat, and the microwave actually dings when the internal temperature of whatever you're cooking yeah. hits, the, hits the correct temperature. So I mean, it is a microwave oven. Although I, I want to know what Marge was cooking the meatloaf in, because if it was a metal tin, that microwave would have exploded. Uh, clearly, it wasn't a microwave, uh, metal, metal tin then. I it mean, was probably I, just like a blue, like, you know, one of those Pyrex glass containers. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know why you would cook a meatloaf in the microwave. I feel like it would taste better coming out of an oven. But to be fair, Homer wants his food now. Yes. And he counts down three, two, one, ding, and then it's super hot. Yeah. Well, it's coming what? out of a microwave. Yeah, they could have flash fried it. Fr- flash fried it. Flash. Fl- How do you flash fly something? You get a one of those uh, oil things, like in fast food restaurants that you do the fries in. You just drop a hunk of meat in it. No, no, no but fry. how do you flash fly? No, flash fry. <laughs> fry, flash fry. Yes. Tongue twisters. They're fun. So, uh, Bart, Bart's using ketchup with his, uh, meatloaf, which I do too. Yep. I think, I think that's pretty standard. And Homer starts making fart noises with the ketchup. And I I like the fact that in the episode, the bottle is labeled ketchup. And that reminds me of the one episode with the mayor's nephew and the chef and the pronunciation of ketchup. Chowda. Chowda. Chowda, you idiot. Anyway, so, <laughs> but I think, isn't ketchup an actual brand? Like, they, I think like it is. Someone I think actually... it's like, it's like the bubbler water fountain debate. Bubbler is the brand. That's why we call it a bubbler here in Wisconsin. Well, according to the internet, yeah, there is, there... Read on the internet's true. Exactly. There, there is a difference between ketchup and ketchup. So you've heard both words and probably even dipped a plate of French fries in a pile of each one, and you didn't even notice a difference. So ketchup and ketchup are simply two different spellings for the same thing. A modern, westernized version of a condiment that European traders were introduced while visiting the Far East in the late 17th century. Hmm. Interesting. You learn something new every day. Exactly. So the Europeans liked it 
and as early as the 1690s, they brought it back home with them, calling it ketchup. But it was spelt uh, actually with, a, but it was actually spelt with a C when the gotcha. Europeans brought it back. And then um, in 1711, uh, it was changed to a K for ketchup, and that might have just been a spelling, Probably. you know, you know, the between the British and French and all the other European companies, they heard ketchup and spelt it with a K. Yeah. So there's some history for you guys. So I like the, you know, there, you know, Lisa bemoans the fact that every night is a specific meal. And I know I'm sure there were some families like that, but we were never like that. It wasn't like, oh yeah, Wednesday is macaroni and cheese night and Friday is turkey night. Like we didn't have specific nights. I, I think Saturdays, normally we went out to eight, which is about the only specific night we really got. Yeah, but we had... But I, it kind of felt like it because we always had the same meals. There'd be macaroni, there'd be shrimp and fries, there'd be spaghetti, there'd be meatloaf, there'd be I feel like there was a noodle ver- casserole. There I don't- was a variety, but it's not like we ate those meals every week on the same day. Not on, I'm not saying on the same day. I'm just saying pretty much every week, those are the meals we <laughs> ate. Well, like, that's because that's what our mom cooked. But there was a good rotation of 10 to probably 10 to 12 dishes oh yeah that, that got rotated and now mom cooks Probably even more different day. she cooks even more dishes now so it's because we're not around correct <laughs> so, so uh lisa was like you know what we need to try something else and they list off a ton of different you know ideas restaurants yeah. stuff like that and i honestly can't remember who suggested sushi I thought it was Lisa. Was it Lisa? Okay. Yeah. So Lisa's like, how about sushi? And dad was like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I do like the fact that Homer is willing to try new things. Cause our dad, we, we didn't eat a whole lot of Mexican food growing up because our father did not like Mexican food. So it was usually a rare treat when we got Mexican food. And now we eat Mexican food a little bit more because a, we don't live with our parents. And if, you know, if he's not around and we're with our parents, then we'll get Mexican food. Exactly. Or when my my mom comes up here to visit, we leave dad at home and go get Mexican <laughs> food without him. That's not really nice. Although he, I'm assuming he just eats PB&J and chips anyways for lunch. Exactly. So <laughs> they go to the Happy Sumo. Oh, we, we skipped over a bit, though. Oh, yes. Sorry. There's a new bit. New bit in The Simpsons. This is, I believe, from from all of our episodes. We're only we're on episode like nineteen or no twenty four now. Twenty four. Twenty four. And this is the first time the either Bart or Lisa or both together at the same time have asked a bunch of times till Homer says yes. I like the fact that Lisa's like, "Oh, can we try it, Dad?" And he's like, "No." And she asks again. And he's like. Why do you think this is going to work? And she's like, well, I know it's not going to work on the first few, but maybe by the 99th time you'll say yes. So she does it a couple more times. He's like, fine, we'll go. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. And then we get we that that bit stuck. I mean, at least through the first 10 seasons. Yeah. I can't remember that bit really after the 10, but it's, you know, can't, can't, are we there yet? Can we go, dad? Yeah. I can't remember if we ever tried that with her parents, but I'm sure if we did, it didn't work. I think the only one that we ever did was, are we there yet from the backseat? I don't remember ever doing that because I mean, maybe you did it. I don't remember ever doing it. Cause I never wanted to annoy mom on road trips, but it's funny <laughs> when you're a child, I guess. Nope. It's a grown up too. <sighs> so they go to the happy sumo, which is on Elm street. And as we know, the Elm street is the, what is it? The linchpin of all, Wars. battles yeah, battles in on, battles in springfield so uh yeah they go in and it's funny because like the chefs greet them but like they scare them by saying hello and then the wait or the the host is like oh they're just saying hello so homer like leans over and yells hello at them which i think is hilarious and they get all freaked out I mean, and, look, you can't walk into a restaurant and then be surprised like that and not expect some retribution. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, maybe at a sushi place. Yes. Because they're all Japanese and speak. Uh... They are speaking real Japanese. So in these scenes where they're at this uh, happy sumo, they actually got a real person 
who spoke Japanese to translate everything so they have authentic Japanese in this episode. See, the Simpsons are thinking. They are thinking. And the waiter's name is Akira. Who, for this episode, is voiced by George Takei. I always pronounce his last name wrong. George Takei? Is it Takei? Takei. But then after, for only this appearance, it's George. And then later he's voiced by Hank Azaria. Which, I don't know if that was by choice or, or he only wanted to do the one episode. But that's kind of a bummer they only got him for the one episode. The only thing... The only thing I could think of is they got him for the one episode because like, oh, this would be a really fun cameo. Yeah. And then they didn't realize they were going to bring it back. Yeah. I mean, he kind they of could have asked him, though. They could have been like, hey, we're bringing yeah. this character back. Would you be willing to revoice it? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like Joe Montagna that does Fat <laughs> Tony. I mean, he's not in every single episode, but yeah, he is a recurring enough character that he wanted to come back. But maybe George was like. Eh, it was fun once, yeah. but I don't necessarily want to do it again. So this yeah. is our first appearance of Akira, by the way. Yeah, Azaria does a good. Yeah, Azaria does a good, uh, good Asian job. accent. Yes, which so, nowadays won't be allowed, unfortunately. Nope. So uh, Bart, so they're they're like ready to order. So Bart orders two sharks, one octopus, an eel, and he wants a giant squid that drags men to their deaths. Not today, though. Because they, yep, they, did, they didn't have any today. So I've never tried shark and I've never tried eel, but I've had what's calamari? Is that squid? Yes. So I've had calamari. I've never had octopus. It's a little dangerous, I hear. <laughs> Not today. No, squid is Not pretty today. good though. I like I like squid. Yeah. It's, which is weird because I remember the first time I ever tried it because I we were in Madison visiting relatives and we went to a. Chinese restaurant and we got calamari and I took a piece of my, and our mom was like, you know what that is? I'm like, yep. And I ate it. And she it was, was very, she was very surprised. But my guess is it was deep fried. With it was. Yeah, exactly. But so... I've had, I've had non deep fried squid and it's all right. It's all right. Okay. Cause I feel like it's kind of like the people that don't like onions, but like onion rings. <laughs> I like onions. Because once it gets deep fried, the flavor kind of tends to... Pretty much. You deep fry anything and you're losing all sense of flavor. Yep. And so they get to Homer. Homer's like, I'll just have everything on the menu. (laughs) And one thing he does have at uh, the Happy Sumo is he is served a large size Duffahama. So is that like a Bahama Baba? I think it's like a a Duff Saki. Maybe? Well, that's, I, was, I mean, they was... serve sake at, at Japanese sushi houses, so my guess would be it's like a duff sake. That's Maybe. my guess. So they bring Homer his, they bring the meals out, and Homer loves the sushi. And then he gets down to the last two, and he keeps taking the same piece and eating it over and over again. Yes, it's like, I, I, it's like the animators gave up, or like, you know what? I'm going to eat one. Oh, there it is again. Eat another. There it is again. Is it like the the magical refilling beer glass? Yeah. <laughs> or like Homer has a, a hole in his stomach, so he eats it, it drops out of his stomach onto the plate, he eats it again and drops out of his stomach I, on the I plate. I think they would be aware if Homer had a hole in his stomach, though. Maybe. You never know. But maybe. Mm, maybe not. Okay, so at the restaurant, they have a karaoke bar which is very popular for Japanese businessmen during happy hour. Yep. And uh, Richie Sakai, uh, who takes the stage to do shares gypsies, tramps, and thieves, is named after Richard Sakai, producer of The Simpsons. And uh, the guy they got to voice him is a really good singer. I thought he did a fantastic job. Yeah. He sounds very... uh, Japanese. So they go back and Homer's like, oh, I'll have, try this and this. And then he orders the blowfish. Or no. yeah, I like how they freak out. They're like, oh. yeah. yeah, you're right. And yeah. he, you know, he kind of like the Akira's like, oh, you don't want that. It's <laughs> kind of poisonous. This... And he's like, fugu me. Fugu me. And so they go to the kitchen and they, you know, try to cut it. But before that, we see Bart and Lisa doing the chef theme song for karaoke. <laughs> Which, uh, so I found out the network originally didn't want that song or like somebody on the staff didn't want him to do the song. And they found 
uh, a tape from the Academy Awards when Isaac Hayes, who voices Chef, who voiced Chef in South Park, was singing the song because I believe he's the one that originally sung it, anyways. Yeah. And they, he sung it at the Academy Awards, and they're like, "See here, it's fine for television." So they're like, "All right, I guess we'll do it on television then." I mean, fine for television, not necessarily fine for Bart and Lisa. Well, it's funny because they like. He's, you know, Bart gets that song where he's like, mother, and Lisa goes, shut your mouth. Your mouth. And it's like, yeah. wow, like, wow, they're really pushing the envelope. But I don't know why they chose that song. Maybe because they thought it would be funny if Bart was singing it, which realistically, it was funny. It was, but I want to know, I want to go to a bar now when they open again and have karaoke night maybe in the future. And it's... actually look through a karaoke book and see if the Shaft theme song is actually in any of those books. It might be. I mean, their book is pretty big, but... Those books are really big. We'll see. Let us know if you are a DJ out there that does a karaoke night. Let us know if if Shaft is in your repertoire. Yes. So after that, after we see Bart and Lisa doing the, the Shaft theme song, the Akira is like, oh, we need the master to do this. So this, the apprentice goes outside because the master is outside with Krabappel in her car we will let you use your imagination what they were doing with that car in the backseat in the backseat. And he's like the apprentice, like, Oh, we need your skilled hands. He's like my skilled hands are busy. And fun fact, the voice of the master is the guy who played Lord Norinaga in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. That's I would not have guessed that. I, well, I was looking uh, up facts and they showed all the different voice actors, you know, guest appearances and I'm like clicking and I'm like, and so I clicked on him just to see what he was in to see if he was relevant enough to, you know, put in the notes. And I'm like, yeah, this is relevant enough. (laughs) Yeah. So they go back into the kitchen and they have a, how to, how to, uh, how book on cutting blowfish where there's just poison symbols all over the fish <laughs> and then like one little empty spot tiny spot for the fish that's uh stands for tasty fish i mean and i like how he pops it like it's a yeah. i mean i guess i don't think at least from all the blowfish i've seen at aquariums they're not they have to be scared to inflate obviously so correct they're pretty slim and and tiny fish. They're not, okay. you know, they're not big fish. They're pretty tiny and they expand when they get scared. But the fact that it was blown up dead, which is not possible, no. and then he sticks a knife in it and it deflates. <laughs> it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that in a normal setting for fugu. Okay, so clearly, I, clearly they did it for comedic effect. Yes. And I do like how when it deflates, it's all flappy and flimsy when he's trying to cut it, where a normal fish of any stature, doesn't matter what type of fish, is they're normally flat, laid out, yeah, you know, easy to, to gut and yeah. And so they bring out the tiny little piece of fugu out to Homer and he eats it and he likes it. And there you could see the chef and everyone in the back yeah. <laughs> kinda well, okay, so so actually the master comes back in, asks, you know, what's going on? He and he sees, sees the sees the blowfish, like, oh my god! And they ha- they're arguing in Japanese in the background, <laughs> which and is then, real Japanese, as I yep. said, said earlier. And then uh, Kira comes down and says, "Mr. Simpson, sh- I shall be blunt. We may have reason to believe that you have eaten poison. No need to panic. There's a map on map of the hospital <laughs> on the back of the menu. <laughs> I love how it's like one of those like." You know, those, you know, get this person from here to here, like the jigsaw puzzle maps. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, and why would they need a map of the hospital? Isn't this in Springfield? Well, Don't they know where the hospital is? They've taken Bart there a couple times already. Maybe it's for the visitors to Springfield because they must have at least a little bit of tourist. Uh... Maybe. You know, tourism. Springfield should have a little bit of tourism with all their antics in this town. I feel like it's pretty widespread now. I mean, the people yeah. from Capital City know who Homer is and it's true and where he came from. So they're like, well, maybe we should go visit Springfield and eat poison blowfish sushi <laughs> and have to go to the hospital. But it so, is weird that they would put that on the back of a menu. Yeah, I mean, maybe all the people, like, they've had so many people come where they've gotten sick. 
because sushi wasn't cooked correctly or it wasn't prepared correctly. And they're like, well, we've had too many people go to the hospital and they don't know where they're going. Here's a map. I mean, maybe this place should be shut down from the health inspector if these many enough people are going to the hospital. Maybe. So speaking of which, uh, we see the ambulance drive Palmer to the hospital and he's sitting there and Dr. Hibbert comes in and he's like, I'm going to have Marge deliver the ba- the news to you. And Homer is like, oh, that's good. I, I can read her like a book. And she looks all downtrodden and Homer says, oh, it's good news. Apparently he doesn't read books because Marge is clearly in distress. Yes. And Ori, Ori likes to think on the bright side of life, and Marge would never, ever the world give him bad news, which in this case, she did. He did. And so Hibbert gives Homer a pamphlet, so you're going to die. <laughs> and he tells Homer he has 24 hours to live, and then he looks at his watch like, well, actually, 22 hours. What were they doing for two hours? I mean, I guess maybe Have test... you never been to a hospital before? Yeah, I've been a few times. Around. Yeah, they make you sit around for literally no reason in your room. Eh, yes and no. I mean, when I broke my wrist, I was in and out fairly quickly. And then when I had my uh, esophagus issues, I mean, yeah, I sat in a room for a few hours, but that was to let the piece of meat pass through. No, I mean, I suppose when I had my hernia hot. surgery, I was sitting in the room for for a few hours not doing anything. I'm just talking about the time you sit doing nothing while you're waiting for the doctor to come in. That's where that two hours went. That's a long time to wait. Now, granted, he could have been waiting for Tess. Possibly. But they know what he ate, so... Yeah. And they obviously tested it incorrectly, as we'll learn later in the episode. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So, Homer goes through the five stages of grief. Really, <laughs> Dr. Hibbert's like, you are going to experience these five stages. And he names them off. And every time he names it off, Homer goes through the stage. And I don't and I don't know if this is a Simpsons did it moment or not, but you get that in so many TV shows. I mean, I, the... I don't know if I'd really consider it a Simpsons did it moment because I feel like the five stages of grief psychology has been around for a very long time yes but i don't i'm I'm talking about in tv and in movies probably the simpsons were the first one to do it so they go back home and homer's sitting in bed trying to come up with things he needs to do before he dies because he only has probably at that point only maybe 18 hours maybe i mean who knows so Homer has a list of things to do before dying and is printed on dumb things I got to do today. No paper. <laughs> oh God. I and didn't see that. The funny thing is if you read the list, there's not a lot of, I guess I wouldn't say a lot of dumb things on there. So yeah. one is make a list, which he's which, crossed off. Con- congratulations. He's already, already done. Eat a hearty breakfast, make a videotape for Maggie, have a man to man with Bart, listen to Lisa player sex, Make funeral arrangement. I feel like that, that maybe that one shouldn't have been on his list. That one should have been on Marge's list. I mean, I suppose if you know you're going to die, you can help plan the funeral. Yeah. I'd like to plan my own funeral, maybe. No, I'm going to plan it. Okay, fine. Okay, so make peace with dad. Beer with the boys at the bar. Tell off the boss. Go hang gliding, which I don't know if Homer would ever do. I think Plant he doesn't. Doesn't he do that in an episode, though? I'm sure he does. Yeah, he does. He does. I know which episode to do it too. Uh, have a final dinner with my beloved family, and then be intimate with Marge. And it's uh, quite a list. You know, Homer leans over. He's like, he's like, Marge, what's that thing you call that thing that we do <laughs> when the lights are out? Be intimate, <laughs> right? How do you? <laughs> Why would you just write what you know you want to write on that paper? I get it's for TV, but <laughs> how do you not know? That's pretty funny. So Homer sets his alarm for 6 a.m. And, and it goes up off. Up, and it goes off. And like normal human beings, we turn that thing off if we're not doing anything. And, and then Homer gets up at 1130 a.m. Yep. So he's already lost five and a half more hours. time. Even more time. So after he finally wakes up, well, it's funny because he asked Marge why she didn't wake him up. And she's like, oh, you look so peaceful. I didn't want to wake you up, which is fair. But I feel like she would have woken him up, woken him up, knowing he had all this stuff he wanted to do on his final day on Earth. 
or Marge would want to spend some time with her husband who's not going to be around anymore. Yeah. So after he eats his hearty breakfast, which at this point is more of a lunch, yeah. um, he goes to Bart's room to have his man to man. And Homer's like, oh, come here, boy. And like pats his leg and Bart thinks he's going to get a spanking. And I'm thinking, what did Bart think he did wrong that Homer was going to give him a spanking? Yep, and and I didn't think the Simpsons were a spanking family because Homer chokes them all the time. I feel <laughs> exactly. like Homer's like a choking family. <laughs> You're not so, wrong. So I would like to know when Bart has been spanked before. I think there's an episode where he does get spanked, but it wasn't by any of the Simpsons. I think it was the... It was Flanders. Uh, it was either Flanders. No, it was the Bush episode. Oh, where that's he, where he right. Destroys the it was Bush. Yep, 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 yep. So uh, Homer gives Bart a piece of advice. The three sentences to get you through life. Cover for me. Oh, good idea, boss. It was like that when I got there. Or yep. here. I got here. And then <laughs> Homer's like, okay, one last thing. I'm going to teach you how to shave. And so they go in the bathroom. And I feel like they've done this either in a previous or new episode. Or a newer episode. It where Bart. But... So Homer's like, here, here, and then you grab a piece of paper toweling and stick it here and here. And Don't worry, the bleeding, blood will hold it onto your the face. Blood will hold it on your face. And then he grabs the aftershave and does the the Pat. Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin thing. Arr! And then Bart drops the bottle of aftershave. He's like, it was like this when I got here. <laughs> and like, Homer's proud of him for using it. Never made me so proud. proud. And so after that, he goes to uh, Lisa's room. And Lisa's playing her sax and Homer's like, oh, let me, let me hear a song. And she starts playing a sad jazzy tune. And I'm like, what, why, what, what makes you think Homer would want to hear that? Well, I don't think the kids know that he's dying yet. Well, no, but I feel like Lisa's depression has really through (laughs) season one and, and so far through season two, her depression phases have been really prominent. Yeah. And so that might have been why. But then Homer starts kind of getting upset and sad. So she plays When the Saints Go Over There, which yep. is actually not the real song. It's The Saints Come Marching In. And I didn't know if no. it was copy. Is it? Oh, because of the copyright. I'm guessing copyright. I'm guessing The Simpsons couldn't. Whoever in the world created The Saints Go Mar- Come Marching In song, they couldn't use it. That's my guess. I didn't know if that was... Uh, What's that word when anyone can use any song? Public domain. Stores. Public domain. Kind of like happy birthday is now. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Homer's like, when the saints go over there. there. No, over, over there. there. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and it always gets me every time because I'm always trying to sing the real words in my head while the episode's yeah. going, but it's not that. So. Yeah. And now we get the first thing Homer ever borrows to our knowledge. From Flanders. His camcorder. His camcorder. To make a a video for Maggie. Uh, When he does go over there, Flanders' doormat reads, Welcome to Flanders' country. And a sign in their closet reads, Bless this mess. Why that would be in the closet, I'm not 100% sure. Maybe their closet's really messy. Like, (laughs) Like most people's. Yeah. But I like how the camera doesn't have property of Flanders on it yet. Not yet. yet. I guarantee you Homer did not return that camera. Nope. And then that's when Flanders starts putting property of Ned Flanders on all the stuff. So we're going to keep an eye out here on out to see when Homer borrows something and it says property of Ned Flanders on it. So Ned Flanders invites Homer over for a barbecue (laughs) and Homer at first rejects it and then Ned pushes and Homer's like, thanks. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm going to be dead tomorrow. Sure. I'll come to your barbecue. Sure, I'll bring some juicy steaks. <laughs> Thinking he was going to be dead. Exactly. I mean, if somebody invited you to a barbecue that you didn't necessarily enjoy being around and you you were thinking you were going to be dead the next day, I'd probably be like, yeah, I'll come over. No problem. It would be funny to see the look on the person's face when you don't actually show up the next day if you had actually died. They'd probably feel bad. Maybe. I guess if they think you're friends. Like Flanders. They'd probably. Like Flanders. Yep. And so Homer sits down to make the video for Maggie, and it's like, Hi, Maggie. If you're hearing this, I'm not around. 
<laughs> I hope that didn't scare you. Who's that gonna scare? Uh, and then the phone rings. Yep, and then Homer goes over, you see him scratching his butt in the in front of the camera. Uh, then he heads over to visit Grandpa or his dad for those yes. keep, the keeping track. Um, so Grandpa's like, "Oh, you want to catch up with me? Why don't we do all these things?" So they go fishing, they play like catch I, and roll around. And, and then, then Homer's I like, like, "I gotta leave," and he just leaves Grandpa there in the middle of the park. Okay. And then as he's driving away, he's like, "Oh, you're so clingy." <laughs> And then he gets pulled over because he's speeding and he asks the officers, oh, just give me a speeding ticket. I know I was speeding. I feel that if I got pulled over for speeding and I knew I was speeding and I was like going somewhere important, I would probably just be like, officer, I'm aware of speeding. If you want to give me a ticket, just give me the ticket and I'll pay for it. What if I don't want to give you a ticket? Just give me a ticket. I am a taxpayer, therefore I pay your salaries. Now give me a ticket. And then they haul him off to jail. Yep. And then Homer uses this one phone call to call Barney because obviously Marge is at home waiting for him to come home. And so I looked this up. So Barney has the answering machine um, that's like, we're not home. Oh, yeah. We're not home. And so that's actually a real answering machine tape from the mid 1980s. It was like one of those that they don't exist anymore, but you know, the infomercials where they're like, buy this CD and these are the songs on it. And they list the songs on yeah. the TV. And oh, then yeah. every once in a while they play one of the songs. It's a real, it's from crazy calls. Interesting. That was the name of the name of the answering machine tape. Okay. I, I, I watched it on YouTube. It was pretty funny. So, we see Barney's living room and his living room table is an empty cable spool, which, you know what? Those are kind of awesome. Yeah, but I'm thinking we mentioned this already before when Homer got tossed out of his house and had to go live with Barney. Maybe. But it was something I noticed again. Yeah. So uh, Homer needs Barney to get 50 bucks to bail him out. And Barney's like, I'm not made of money. He's like, oh, the couch cushions. And he finds a slice of pizza and eats it. (laughs) I, at first, I thought he was going to completely forget about Homer. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they go. So Barney goes to the police station and like they counts out change. And police chief is like, well, we normally don't take rustic coins. And Barney busts him out of jail. And as they're di- driving down the street, um, they pass Burns and Smithers looking at women's ankles, which is, which is really so weird. weird. So weird. And, and, and Homer yells like, out the car. And tells like, hey, Burns, Burns to eat his shirts. Eat my shorts. And then Burns, Burns is like, who the Sam hell was that? <laughs> Why is Homer Simpson, sir? One of the schmoes from Sector 7G. Simpson, eh? I want him in my office at <laughs> 9 o'clock Monday morning. We'll see who eats whose shorts. shorts. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Once again, once again, Burns. Oh, okay, I'll let this one slide because Homer was shining from a car. But, and so but there's, Smithers and so there's knew had, who he was. Well, yeah, Smithers always knows who Homer is, but he also yeah. had binoculars. So that's true. He could see who was shouting yeah. by. So we cut back to the house and the kids and everyone's sitting around the table and Bart's like, Mom, why are we using the nice uh, glasses? <laughs> because it's, it's fun nice. to use this use of the glasses. Mom, why are we using the nice plates? Sometimes it's fun to use nice plates. <laughs> why are we why are we sitting around in nice clothes waiting for dad to come home? Sometimes it's fun to sit around waiting for dad to come home. <laughs> uh, you would think Marge would be worried enough to maybe call like the hospital or the police station to see if she could find Homer. You would think, but you know, I, I, I feel like since it's his last day and he has a list, maybe she was kind of okay with it. So uh, Barney kind of convinces Homer to have a last beer yep. with, you know, with the pals. And at the at the thing, Homer's like, oh, I better call Marge. And so he runs away to call Marge. And Bart's on the other line, unfortunately. Say, and then Mo answers, hello, Mo's Tavern, birthplace of the Rob Roy. And a Rob Roy is one half ounce scotch whiskey, five, six ounce sweet vermouth, and a dash of bitters. 
and it was created in 1894 by a bartender at the Waldorf Astoria in Manhattan, New, New York City. So, Mo is a liar. Well, usually. <laughs> and so, Bart is like, is Seymour there? Last name, Butts. Butts. Just a sec. And then he calls out, hey, is there a Butts here? Seymour Butts? Hey, I wanna... everybody, I want to see more Butts. <laughs> and then Mo's like, hey, wait a minute. And he calls Listen, Bart a scum. Sucking pus bucket. When I get my hands on you, I'm going to pull your eyeballs out with a screw cor- uh, corkscrew. <laughs> Uh, and then Homer comes back dejected because the line was busy because Bart was pranking. <laughs> I do like how those two things just lined up perfectly. Yeah. So he asked Mo for another last beer, which you can't have a last beer and then another last beer because then that but last beer is not a last beer. Not anymore. But he thought yeah. it was the last. Maybe he kept thinking, oh, this would be my last one. And then Homer's like, okay, I better go home. So he kisses Mo. And most like not in public. <laughs> well, he kisses Barney on the forehead. Well, he he wants to go spend his last days with you know the wife and kids, and he runs home and he bangs on the window. And you ask why is he banging on the window? And your answer it is a reference to the movie The Graduate, which I've never seen. Neither have I. But when you run up to your house to say hi to people, you don't bang on your own window and say I'm here. You walk in the front door. You're not wrong, but they wanted to find a way to reference The Graduate, and this is how they did it. Fair enough. Marge has a poem, uh, so they go upstairs, and Marge has a you know very nice poem for Homer. To a husband. And that's what it's called. Yep. The blackened clouds are forming. Soon the rain will fall. My dear one is departing. But first, please heed this call, that always I will love you. My one, my love, my all. And Homer's like, that's so beautiful. And it's, you know, I don't know who wrote that or where they got it from. I didn't really come across anything, but. I'm going to guess Nell Scovell. He was the writer on the episode. Gotcha. I'm going to guess he wrote it. Probably. So that was, it was really good. That's some good writing right there. Yep. Very good. And so I don't know if they got intimate. I'm sure they did. No, because they kiss after they read the poem and they cut away. So I'm assuming that was the uh, intimate moment time. Maybe. We only really see them getting intimate when Bart or Lisa walks into the room. Yeah. Sometimes. So uh, Homer kind of gets up and probably feeling sort of depressed that he only has a little bit of time left. And he says goodbye to everyone, walks into all their rooms. And when he gets to Bart's room, he doesn't really have anything nice to say. (laughs) It's like, I like your sheets. I like your sheets, which are they're, they're good. And so then he goes out and listens to the good book, which was done by Larry King and which voiced by voiced, Larry King. Yep. Um, fast and forwards. he fast forwards through most of it. And most of it's like, and something begat someone. And which that usually is what pretty much the entire Bible is. I learned what I know from the Bible from the Simpsons. So I'm going to go with that's <laughs> primarily what it is. So he fast forwards all the way to the end of the tape and Larry King signs off and he's he says, I like the San Antonio Spurs. They were good that year. Uh, they lost in the Western Conference Finals. The Bulls actually won. So they it. were. He, Yeah, he but, wasn't lying. Larry Larry King wasn't lying. They were actually he, pretty he, good that year. But he liked the San Antonio Spurs to win it all. And the Bulls actually won it that year. And it was their first championship of their sixth championship run they had over like eight years. Nice. So, so Larry King was probably very disappointed. Probably. I wonder if that was ad-libbed or if they wrote that. Ah, Larry, with Larry King, I could almost see that it was ad-libbed and they just left it in there. I like to talk to Larry King. <laughs> or uh, Mel Scovell. Or Mel Scovell. Because he wrote the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I like how Marge woke up on Homer's side of the bed. Because well, obviously he Homer left. wasn't there. Yeah, so Homer wasn't there. I mean, I don't necessarily roll too much in bed, but it would seem that Marge... Does. Rolls around a lot? I don't know. I don't really a... roll around in bed at all. I usually wake up in the same spot I fell asleep in. I mean, when you have a giant Homer there, it's kind of hard to roll over to a... Well, don't we see in a bed. couple episodes where, because he's so fat, that the that part of his bed dips? So maybe yeah, it has maybe Homer, maybe Marge doesn't actually roll around she in her sleep. Falls in the she just falls into it. <laughs> nice. So Marge is wondering where Homer is and... She's like, oh my God, she runs downstairs and there he is on the, on his chair 
and obviously he looks dead because dead. his arms off to the side, tape recorders on the ground. And she goes over. She's like, she like touches his lips, drool, and it's still warm. And then she like screams Homer to wake up. And just like the nor- most of us, we all drool in our sleep. Yeah. And then I love how they hug, kiss, everyone's happy. And then Homer vows to live life to the fullest after that moment. And the closing credits are him sitting on a couch watching TV, eating pork rinds light. Which I didn't realize they made pork rinds light. What is pork rinds light? I know what pork rinds are, but how do you make them light? Are they not salted? They're not. I don't know. I do. I do have one question before we get to our final thoughts. He didn't die. Did he go to Flanders Barbecue? Ooh, good call. Or was it just a ruse? I don't know. Maybe Homer just forgot. He was like, I mean, it is Homer. I don't know, man. I feel like Flanders might have come over. It's like, hey, where are those steaks you promised me? <laughs> Maybe. But, but yeah. So final thoughts on the episode. I I liked it. Um, not necessarily one of my favorites. There were, I mean, you could, for someone dying in 24 hours, there's really only so much you could really do in a 22 and a half minute. Episode. episode i mean you could have cut off a little bit of the beginning had a little bit more of the ending but overall i love the sushi stuff i like that the simpsons kind of branched out as we've yeah. kind of seen through season two so far the simpsons are really branching out they're getting into new territory yeah. obviously introducing new characters into the show yep and just all the things Homer goes through in death. This is just another one of those episodes that you just see it. It goes up, goes down, goes up, goes down. And yep. this is, this is just another one of those. It kind of starts sort of on a high note and then they just slam the hammer down. It's like, okay, we're going to do, be do a very slowly depressing ending <laughs> to the, to the episode. And then we'll hike it back up at the end when he survives. Yeah. But the jokes were there. I love Homer's list. I'm going to go for mm, sprinkles. I I really enjoy this movie. I like the... (laughs) Yes, this episode. I don't know why I said movie. It was like a movie, though, man, with all the ups and downs and the plot twists. And No, I really enjoy this episode. The moments that Homer shares with um, Bart and Lisa and Abe are, you know, it's it's really well-written and... You kind of assume that Homer isn't going to die. I mean, he's a main character. They're not going to kill off a main character. Maybe well, they maybe they were thinking, know. you never know. But in this instance, I, you know, even I think upon first viewing, well, I was probably a kid upon first viewing. So I probably thought Homer might die. But as an adult and from all the different movies and TV shows I've watched and I'm like, and I knew going in that Homer doesn't die, which it didn't, doesn't kill my enjoyment at all. The jokes are there. Seymour butts uh, was amazing. Uh, eat my shorts that, you know, Homer tells off to birds, <laughs> which is funny because that's a Bart catchphrase. Yes. So I, and it's Homer just, just always wanted, like he heard Bart say it and he's always wanted to <laughs> say it, but he really didn't have a situation where he could use he it. He found it. He found it. And oh, that's the, the other thing. Did Homer go see Burns on Monday morning at nine o'clock? Oh, maybe. <laughs> or, so, or, or they just completely forgot it happened. So I'm, I'm actually going to go with a five. Everything's coming up. Millhouse. I think the Simpsons really started hitting their stride in season two and roughly around here. Cause they're about halfway through the season. It's just, it's got everything, the emotional roller coaster, the plot twists, the jokes, it's very well written. You got some good voice cameos in it. It's just one of those quintessential Simpsons episodes. I think everybody should watch because I think there's something in yep. there for everybody to enjoy. So I'm going with a five. Everybody's coming up Millhouse. All right. So let's close it out here with our character profile. And we're going to talk about the one, the only George Takai. I mean, no, Akira. Akira. <laughs> There is one and only George Takai. He is amazing. He is awesome. Um, so Akira, like we mentioned, voiced by George Takai, his occupation is a waiter at the Happy Sumo restaurant. Correct. His, his second occupation, owner, operator, teacher 
of the Springfield Martial Arts Academy. Which we'll get to in a later episode. We will. Top notch. Among the many sufferers of bad hair in Springfield. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which I don't know where that comes from. I, um, I feel like it's one of his other appearances in The Simpsons Show. Maybe. Uh, he teaches karate, so he never need to use it. <laughs> uh, especially, he knows when to suggest raw quail egg with a dish. Nice. And he's always in search of a pair of left-handed nunchucks to make his life complete. Leftorium episode. I know that's coming up here soon. I know it is. Uh, I believe that's season four, isn't it? Um, maybe. We'll have to look into that. We'll look into it. And a really funny quote by Akira. First, you must fill your head with wisdom. Then you can hit ice with it. (laughs) (laughs) When he's Uh, teaching Bart how to, uh, break stuff with his head because Bart uh, walks into the studio and says I want to break stuff with my head yeah and that's that's where that quote comes from so it was fun to learn about sushi and fun to learn about uh people dying from blowfish yeah so where can you find us well you could find us on Instagram at the Simpsons did it pod you could find us on Twitter at the Simpsons did it PC you could find us on YouTube hard but you could go <laughs> there, there. You were there. You basically have to type in the Simpsons did it podcast and filter it by channel because unfortunately the algorithms that support YouTube right now, not enough people have typed in our podcast name. Yeah, so type it in, type it in yeah. often and then filter it by channel. Yes. Um, and then you can find us on Facebook. Our page is the Simpsons did it. You can email us, email us at the Simpsons did it pod at gmail.com. And all of our links to pretty much everything is in our bio on Facebook and Instagram. So if you go to our bio on any one of those two social medias, just click the link. All of our locations are built inside that link for you. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.